It's Pentecost, the day of celebrating the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm really excited to be able to talk about the Holy Spirit today. And it's interesting because usually um, we will focus in our message on Acts 2, the scripture that's been shared earlier. It's the story of Pentecost and the falling of the Holy Spirit on the disciples uh, permanently among them. And, you know, such an amazing story that inspires us um, about the Holy Spirit's work in our life. But uh, also in our lectionary is another Old Testament scripture that's um, very familiar, but also speaks to the work of the Holy Spirit. And I felt really compelled to talk about that today. Um, God was kind of working on my heart about it. And I can always tell when I have that little bit of like a sense of weepiness almost inside my heart that it's something I need to share. Today, we're going to be reflecting on Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 14. And this is the Valley of the Dry Bones. You may have read that story many times or heard it. You may have heard it in Sunday school. You know, when I first heard this dry bones story out of Ezekiel, it was in the context of a gospel spiritual that was probably depicted in almost a cartoonish way and uh, somewhat culturally misappropriated and, and sadly missed the depth of this uh, the scripture. And today, I want us to think about Ezekiel's vision. This is a vision that he had uh, and the way that the Lord spoke to him. And his, his vision speaks into our reality. And I think that's what's really valuable today. So let me begin, starting with verse 1. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. You know, it makes me think about the valleys of life and what we see in them. And you may be in a valley of life right now, or you may know someone who is. Do you see lifelessness around you? Listlessness, dryness of spirit, even hopelessness? Do you sense spiritual fatigue in yourself? Maybe you see this and others. You may see people drifting spiritually, those around you, those you love, those you do life with. Is there somebody in your life that's really dear to you that seems far from God? You know, only God knows if these bones can live again. Only God knows if these tissues can become full of life again. I think that 
Ezekiel's answer to the Lord here was so humble and wise. Sovereign Lord, you alone know. We need to trust that the plan that happens next is in the hands of God for ourselves and for others, especially those we love very much. And Ezekiel goes on, he says, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Miracle after miracle is depicted here. And that's one of the things that's in our theme today. Just the miracle, the potential miracles of God is still present around us. God says to Ezekiel, prophesy. That sounds really um, heavy and big, but really it just means listen to God and speak his words for the sake of others. Listen and speak his word for the sake of others. How do we do that? Well, you know, we do it every week when our prayer teams are listening to people and praying for them, speaking what God is putting on their heart for them. It's very simple. And we all can be prophesying to the dry bones. Just stick to God's message. Uh, we don't interpret God's word for others. That's kind of getting into um, a, a dangerous territory. We want to follow what God is doing. And all of this is love-based. Whatever we might speak into people's lives has got to be full of love and no agenda on our part because it's for what God wants to do in them. So here are these bodies being rebuilt miraculously. The tendons, the muscles, the skin, all the organs, the layers of life, but no breath yet. Rebuilt, but no breath yet. God rebuilds all the layers that are in us. And the, all those layers set a stage for life, but they are not the life. We have to cooperate with him in this through faith. But new life and fresh life comes through the Holy Spirit. That's the breath. The Holy Spirit is, even means breath. So continuing in this scripture, at verse 9, Ezekiel writes, Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, 
and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. God's people are his kingdom army. They're um, the ones ready to go out into the world and share his love for other, to others. And he wants them to stand on their feet and live. He wants all of his people to stand on their feet, full and prepared to live out for his kingdom. You know, Ezekiel's courageous and faithful as he follows what God is telling him to do to to prophesy, to call out to the breath. Well, how do we do that? How do we speak to the breath of life? Prayer. Prayer is a good place to begin. Uh, we speak to the Holy Spirit, but most of all, we listen to the Holy Spirit. What is God saying? And what are you gonna do about it? We say these two questions all the time, but it comes from prophesying to the breath, speaking to the breath asking the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, and then following what he's saying. We do that through discerning and hearing God's word. And Ezekiel goes on and he says, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open up your graves and bring you up from them. The people of Israel were desperate. They were broken. They were losing their lives. They were losing the spirit because of being in captivity. And God is promising here that he's going to bring them back to their land, to, to their full life in him, to their calling. And he's, he does this through his love. You know, I just think this, this section of scripture is so full of his love. God is continually bringing his people back from death to life for all of us. He's, there's this continual journey from sin to righteousness, from death to life, from hopelessness to a future. It never ends because we continually need his help. And he hears the heart cries of his people. He hears your cries. He hears your heart's desire. And he longs to fulfill that in his kingdom. The Lord says, my people, he calls them my people. It's, it's a term of love. He's saying, I love them. I'm with them. I am coming for them. I'm going to pull them up out of their graves into life again. I'm bringing them new life. And God just, he totally delights in bringing forth life within us. I think there's such hope and joy in that scripture. So the final verse of this passage in Ezekiel is verse 14. He says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. 
then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live. Wow. It's just such a verse of hope. God does it. He's the one that does it. We get frustrated. We feel hopeless because we can't control things in our world. And we, uh, we lose our fervor for him. We, lose, um, we become more listless and we become fatigued even in um, our faithfulness. But as we turn to him, he's the one that's going to fix that. He's the one that's going to rebuild us. Transformation is a miracle that demonstrates the power of God. He wants to do this in us because not only does he love us, but that miracle in front of others in the world is, is going to attract them to him. They're going to see his power at work in us and see his love poured over us, and his love is there for all people. So it's a demonstration of the kingdom's work out into the world as he, he moves and changes us. God has a vision for your life. He's got a plan. And that's the land that he speaks of, where he says, I will settle you in your own land. That's about settling you, taking you into your own calling, the place he's designed you to be. Where is your journey with God taking you now? Um, where is your land? Have you sensed that from him? Do you have a sense of where he's moving you um, in terms of your understanding of him, your faithfulness to him, your ability to speak his love into other people's lives. You know, we're to speak his word into one another for the sake of rebuilding strength and encouragement on mission. And he prepares us to do that. You have a place in his kingdom. You have a calling. So today, how does this fit today? We come before God to affirm our baptism today. This is something we do twice a year that's uh, meaningful because it celebrates the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And in this uh, prayer and time of dedication, we ask for more of his spirit, more of him. We ask for more of him for ourselves and for others. We ask to stir up the spirit. Are you ready to stir up the spirit today? Are you ready for him to stir the spirit within you? And this is not just for us individually or for others individually. It's for us corporately as a faith community to stir up the spirit within us as a faith community. To take anything that is broken down in the body and to rebuild it into the glory of his creation and then to fill it with the breath of the Spirit. That's what we ask from him today. I have this picture of his body, us, his body, standing, empowered, and moving forward into the mission he calls us to. 
miracles still abound. He still rebuilds lives. He still stirs us again faithfully. And we have hope because we have his Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, uh, we welcome you this day to pour your spirit out among us, through us, in us, to others. Uh, we pray that you would stir up in us faith that, like we have never known before and the courage to follow and prophesy for the sake of others, just as Ezekiel did. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>